This NBA Conference Finals Picks Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. That's right. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hey, this is John Smoltz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner of picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. I I thought it would be not the most appropriate thing to uh, wield a gun at this moment because <laughs> we are on camera. Yes, we are on yeah. camera. We are live. YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you Smash. that subscribe button. Also, elite at the top of our game. Lots to lose. Yes, elite. Right. Uh, we we're we're close to signing a max deal any day now. We do not want to throw it all away by flashing a gun. Uh, that would we if we had uh, more more if we planned the show out more, Ryan. We would have had some sweet props here, flashing the gun during the IG uh, during our live stream. Instead, we'll just go to the tried and true. No. Oh. Like sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our league. He flashed a gun, not once, but now twice, while streaming on Instagram Live. Turns out John Morant's greatest enemy is himself. That's right, he's the one who keeps filming himself. Here's what's fucked up. I mean, in this case, the second case, it was his buddy. Uh, but his buddy was filming. Then he flashes the gun. The buddy's like, no, no, no. He puts it away. Only 112 people were watching. <laughs> so one of those 112 wow. people snitches get stitches. Yeah. Come on. Who's, who's running this up to the league? 112 people, 112, people. one of 112 people. <laughs> those aggregators must be paying people uh, over in the Philippines to watch live streams. And, and really, I mean, Shout out to John Morant. The only thing that can uh, maybe you know bring some of the attention away from my Philadelphia 76ers, of course, mentioned on yesterday's show, but worth revisiting. What a gutless performance in Game Seven uh, by Embiid, Harden, Doc Rivers, just a complete no show from the the entire organization. And I said it when they started the process. If you're a if you accept winning or sorry, if you accept losing and intentionally lose, this is, this is what the process does. So for all those people going, Oh, it's actually better to tank for this year. And then uh, no, it's not good to get uh, okay with losing. They're Somebody playing, had a great quote where they're they playing said, the game on a spreadsheet. That's what yeah. If you, if, uh, if you don't teach a puppy to bite when it turns into a dog, it's not going to bite. 
small dog energy no, from the attack. It's gonna roll on its back and want a belly rub. That, <laughs> no that, belly rub. For, the, I'm rolling up a newspaper. That's what it I, I mean. Did. I want to be angrier, but just like this, this whole organization has just been it's has the NBA. pissed me off so hard. It's the NBA. Everyone's like, blow it up, <laughs> blow it up. No, well, we got it. We rebuild, blow it up. Oh God! Like it's a fucking Sim City game. Like you know, let me start <laughs> over again. Oh, good. Let's destroy the city. All right, uh, we're going to be joined by a couple coasts from the NBA Gambling Podcast, talking conference finals. Before we do that, shout out to Edge Boost, a new sponsor to the program, and uh, early access to the Edge Boost program, the world's first bet now pay later visa card. All right. I'm in Uh similar to a firm after pay. I know like PayPal has it where you break it up in payments. Edge boost enables you to double your bet. And you're thinking like, Oh, huge vig. No, double your bet with no interest. And you can pay back that advance over four equally equal weekly installments with 0% interest. All you got to do deposit funds into your account. Edge boost will match the deposit. So you can use two X the funds on any legal sports betting site. Uh, edge currently offers up to 2,500 advances as you build a repayment history. My edge double down uh, play of the day is of course, <laughs> firing doc rivers. Lock that up. Well, I that you're going to four installments to fire doc, doc rivers. No uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a payday. Uh, and again, uh, 500 SGPN users will start at a thousand dollar advance limit. 2,500 users start at 500 sports game podcast.com slash edge to sign up today. Sports game podcast.com slash edge must be 21 or older to use only valid and legal game on states problem gambling call 1-800 gambler. All right. Are, can we do the, is, are we eligible to use that for uh Two touchdown prop bets. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> my understanding, Ryan. Uh, again, they generate a virtual Visa card. So basically, I'm free rolling. <laughs> I'm, I'm free rolling two, two touchdown bets. I, I I cannot wait till we are back in a legal betting state and go to town. Uh, joining us, one of the co-hosts of the NBA Gambling Podcast, ton of other podcasts on the network, Mr. Scott Rye Shell. What's up, Scotty? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the NBA playoffs. Sorry once again for your loss in game seven on Sunday. I may or may not have swept the plays on the show by baiting the Sixers, but you know, that's, sorry, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to go into me here. Sorry for your loss. No, no, we, no, we didn't have I a mean, conversation. I should have, we got to pull the tape. I literally, I go, Sean, when, are, when do we worry about doc? River? I think you were on the show. One of you guys was on the show with us. When do we worry about Doc Rivers? Sean looked me square in the eyes and said, "Game seven. <laughs> he I did. I mean, sealed his I, own fate in that moment. Again, I'm always going to pick the Sixers, so I'm not going to pretend like I oh, wow. I picked the Celtics or bet on the Celtics. No, never. Boston. But I I was not super excited after the game five win. I mean, I I was happy they won, but I wasn't the one going. Oh, hey, this is one of the greatest wins in franchise history. What loser fucking mentality that you're <laughs> celebrating a game five? Celebrate. When you win the championship, celebrate when you got a parade. Okay, the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't go out like gutless bitches. Seventy Sixers. That was just. It was just. It was just mm. punk. Fit for the city of Philadelphia. I, I was gonna say though. So you're saying you're not a fan of leaking some displeasure with the officiating, like an hour oh, before God. Game Seven. You I, thought I that mean, was a bit soft as well. Yeah, just, just, just. <laughs> that was excellent. soft. Charmin I feel like about a press conference, and Scott just delivered the perfect question. Oh, he's he's the reporter <laughs> raising his hands, pushing all the right buttons. Uh, joining us as well, 
from the NBA Gambling Podcast and the WNBA Gambling oh. Podcast as well. Uh, they're starting their season up right around the corner. Mr. Terrell Furman. Terrell, I know uh, you tweeted out a great meme of uh, the the guy sweating, deciding between two buttons of, of course, uh, fading Doc Rivers in a game seven or fading the Boston Celtics. Uh, what's what was your uh, any final thoughts here on the series? Celtics, Celtics uh, took down my Sixers. Um. Well, <laughs> the sharps of the world didn't care what happened in Game Seven because we threw everything in the kitchen sink at yes. Philly plus two and a half and Philly plus one and a half at plus one seventy. And I think on the podcast too, we uh, I forget who locked it up, but we were we had a strong consensus on over five and a half games, and obviously mm-hmm. uh, that came in. Pr- that was a no sweat uh, sweat there. So that, that was, was one that of those surprise uh, NBA playoff bets <laughs> where I was like, wow, I was feeling confident on the show to put that much money on that one. Feels like a lock. Good, yes. nice. It's it's what Boston does, and when you least expect it, they vanish. And now, congratulations to everybody who got Boston at minus six hundred money line to start the series. That, <laughs> yeah, very, very, off. very good job there. That really, really <laughs> paid off. You didn't even have to sweat at all for that day. But for those of us that are here, that got Philly plus one and a half at plus one seventy five. Feels like a good bet, and even in hindsight, I would. I think that's even a great bet after the fact. Three and zero when fading Boston this season on the spread. By the way, three and zero when fading Boston on the spread. Let's go. Strong process. Although worth noting that Sean did uh, he every piece of Philly basketball gear has been put in the closet. Yep. It's not by, in the, by the locker way, uh, anymore. Kramer. I think you used a word that might've been banned from the show. You said the word process. Fuck your process. No, no. Sean here's, might- here's the process. We draft good players. We yeah. sign good players yeah. and then we try and win. That's our fucking process. Okay. The process is we don't draft Ben Simmons. We draft Joel Embiid and we say, Hey, Oh, you're feeling a little tired. Okay. Well, you still got to play the fucking game. Oh, your knees a little sore. Oh, here you go. Here's some ice. Have you ever heard of Toradol? Get out there and play and win and represent the city. You know what it is? They need uh, to hire Herm Edwards (laughs) as a motivational coach for the team. You play to win the game, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, You know, 76ers might be a devil. He doesn't mess with no devils. Herm's great, man. And her shout out to Herm gets fired from a big program. Doesn't even take, I don't even think he took like a two days off. He was already back on ESPN. He's got someone. He's got dirt on someone. Picture of someone fucking an animal. He's he's got like a lifetime. It was probably a devil. Like imagine, imagine all the, the available coaches out there. Yeah. And, and uh, a guy coming off a stint where he sucked generally as a coach, uh, sucked generally uh, as a leader of men and broke every fucking rule in the book. Get him back in there. <laughs> yeah. Doc rivers. Uh, all right. So let, let's start, uh, let's start breaking these games down and the series. This is actually a, uh, a remake of the 2020 Ooh. NBA like conference that. finals where like of course song. the Lakers the Ooh, rematch not just 2020 <laughs> 2022 as well oh, we wait, just was, saw this wait it was exactly the same as 2022 am I am oh I, we're talking about the West huh. oh oh yeah I guess I'm saying like all four conference yeah. finals yeah it's a repeat yeah. of the bubble yeah the repeat uh bubble for is, all those that said the bubble doesn't matter bubble championship doesn't mean anything the bubble was just the bubble and everything and all it was uh here we are three years later 
And Same thing makes you wonder. Well, I, if I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm I'm X-Files starting. Music. Yeah, I'm starting up my uh, I'm starting up my uh, coffee business again. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he was like charging mm-hmm. ten dollars a latte inside the bubble. The dude's a big, fa- big face coffee. Yeah, big face coffee. Uh, I like that. A little note about Jimmy Butler. It's not that's the only bright side about the Sixers getting knocked out. I can I can uh, come out of the closet as a full blown Jimmy Butler stand. Ten dollars a latte. Oh yeah. I mean, what? he knows. He knows they were held captive. Where, Where else, else were they getting yeah. a latte? So oh, no, did, did you hear oh, his explanation rock. for for why he, he was, was charging ten dollars a piece? <laughs> well, Butler was, gave an explanation saying since they were in the bubble, everyone's getting their paychecks by envelope, like in their whatever room or in the hotel. So he said that eventually, if he kept charging ten or twenty bucks, they'd run out of smaller bills and they'd have to pay him a hundreds. And he would say <laughs> that there were no refunds and no change, so he would start taking a hundred dollar bills without giving any change to anybody for their paycheck. Uh, uh, this I mean, guy's a genius. He's definitely marketing. He's definitely genius. related to Michael. Jordan. I, I love when he came off and he again it, when they beat the uh Sixers uh it was what it was 2022 and he's like he's like taking Tobias Harris over me. Uh the I pro, yeah, the line. process involved letting Jimmy Butler go. Oh, and I was I was adamantly opposed to it when Ultimate it fi- he could have been an all-time Philly great. Dude, he had the heart of a champion, and maybe yeah. he was Michael that dog. Jordan, the heart of Michael Jordan. <laughs> he was I'm that saying. dog they needed. They were clearly dogless. Yeah, where are the Air Jordan shorts? Shirts. Let's get those going. Uh, what is Dan? What is uh Jeremy Pruitt and the bubble have in common? Oh, they What's both that? pay players in brown paper bags. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's an effective model, and it certainly helped uh, Jimmy Butler's young, uh, flourishing coffee business. Uh, we got the chat is uh, lit. Uh, Rick Nash, four wheel drive explorer, saying uh, Embiid slowly taking the same path as Carson Wentz. Ooh, oh, wow, yes, he's big and tall, can't stay healthy. Yeah, Nick uh, pointing out essentially a Starbucks there with the ten dollar wow. uh, Jimmy Butler coffee. I, I'm a Starbucks guy, but their prices it's getting insane. Uh, conference finals appearances since Jimmy Butler joined Miami: <laughs> Heat three, Sixers zero, Timberwolves zero, Bulls. Zero. I, I mean, there was a great story where uh, he was trying to get paid from the T Wolves, and he was he set up like a, a half court game or like a pickup game essentially. Jimmy Butler and all like the guys at the end of the T Wolves bench versus the remaining T Wolves starters, and he was beating them, and he kept yelling at the general manager, "Pay me, motherfucker!" How do you not like that guy? How do you not like him? And then he left. He left. Yeah. Went into the locker room, changed. Ran to his apartment and did an interview with Rachel Nichols. <laughs> That's what it was. Yes, I forgot the Rachel Nichols part. Man, what a what a great a psycho. How how do you let him leave your building? Uh, that's heat culture. That's winning culture right there. Speaking of heat, uh, Heat are catching eight points in game one uh, against the Celtics, plus three hundred on the money line as a dog here. Obviously, I'm I'm in on the Heat. I, I think eight is a is a really really high number. I I almost I I like the fact that they're starting down the road. I, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm just a hater of the Celtics, but they didn't seem to me obviously the more talented team overall than the Sixers. <laughs> but they to didn't steal my job. <laughs> they He's didn't like, clearly. He just clearly tried to steal my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> They didn't seem to. They didn't seem to dominate. In to your point, uh, Terrell, when you mentioned uh, them, uh, ATS. I think you were talking about the series spread prices, right, for Boston. Yeah. Like they haven't really put any team away uh, so far here in the playoffs, and <laughs> the Heat continue to do so. I mean, 
Knicks, they what? They won that one game without uh, Jimmy Butler. Rest of the series, it felt like the Heat were pretty much in control. I know um, who is uh, uh, what's the, what's the Heat injury situation? Do we know that, Terrell? Uh, they're pretty pretty healthy. I don't see anything here that's um, alarming that anybody not playing that's in the regular rotation. So you should expect all systems go for the Heat. There are okay. rumors that Hero could maybe come back mid series. I, yeah. I don't buy it. His wrist, his wrist is destroyed. I doubt we'll see him in the series, personally. Yeah. But okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just seeing something from the Miami Herald. Uh, Tyler Hero, no return close. I can't yeah. help but uh, my first thought when I saw this was going to be the matchup was, uh, well, this is interesting. The massive underdog has a massive coaching advantage. Uh, Spolstra, you can make a case. Not He's only really that, coaching pretty well in this I, again. TMZ NBA guy, but Jason Tatum uh, looks like he he has a very soft dog inside of him, <laughs> and Jimmy Butler is going to dominate the fuck out. Like there, there's a version of this where it's just like, well, why? Hey, it does like, feel like Butler could and, steal Tatum's lunch, and and, and what better could? way? What better? We've saw some in what version of a situation <laughs> where those two are locked in a room? Yeah, is Jason Tatum walking out alive? Uh, what what has to happen? It has to be a crazy <laughs> scenario. Both hands behind his back. <laughs> I, I I think, and again, this is the time to fade the Celtics, right? The blowout win. They cruised that entire third and fourth quarter. They had to play seven games. Jimmy Tatum, Butler says Tatum, business trip boys. We got to steal one up in Boston. Tatum is is clearly going to be feeling himself after uh, putting up 51. I love the idea. And we've seen it so much in this playoff series of guys having massive games, 50 plus point games, and then not being able to follow it up the following day. I, I think this is a, and maybe even you look at like a same game parlay where you're taking the under on Tatum points oh. uh, parlayed with the heat money line, I think could be kind of interesting, but what's going to get punked all game. And by the way, <laughs> this Missoula being a psychopath out in the open. Now, maybe I, again, maybe I was just checking in late to the scenario, but Jesus Christ. I've I've now watched him like at like extend his press conference to ask the reporters if they want to ask any <laughs> questions about his adjustments after that what was a game three victory or whatever he's this he's a psychopath like Spolstra is gonna get inside his head he's gonna sit on that lazy boy and he's gonna slowly pull that wood lever back <laughs> until Missoula fucking snaps. I I don't know how to play this other than to take the dog. Uh, game one overall, maybe I'm looking to play some crazy shit. I mean, why why? I mean, I understand that Boston's clearly a better basketball team, but why the fuck is Miami not? I I mean, you could argue they're the outside of Denver. They've been the most consistent team in the playoffs. Yeah. So let's just start with the game one, Terrell. What's your what's your take on game one? I mean, I'm all, you're never going to get a fade, you know, <laughs> a chance where I get the fade Boston and not take it. But let me go ahead and start with the concerns. The concerns is that when the line movement that is moving on this game, because everybody and their mother has bet Miami already. Oh, no, because the no, line is no, way no. too large. Everybody has bet Miami. There's a large percentage of the money and the do- uh, of the tickets and the dollars on Miami. However, the line moved a, po- a point towards Boston. That is not mm. good. <laughs> In my eyes, that's reverse line movement. There's no reason the line should be moving towards Boston. I've been looking for some type of injury that mm. would make some type of sense of that line movement. I haven't got it yet. I think the books think that Boston is going to roll here, which honestly wouldn't be surprising. What, to me what did it open at? Did it open it higher than seven eight? and a half? Oh, okay. Seven and a half went that's to eight. That's weird. Yeah. 
And then right. now it's at eight and a half. And here's why I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Boston gets it done this game. And it's because Eric Spolster hasn't had the chance to outcoach Missoula yet. So Missoula's going to come in the first game. It's going to be pure talent, TD Garden. Ah, ah. Boston's going to go out there. They're going to look amazing. And then Eric Spolster's going to get a hold of some film. Yep. And then he's going to actually make it. He's a film grinder. And then Joe Missoula is going to see those adjustments and he's going to crawl into his little corner <laughs> with all his timeouts that he hoarded from all over the season. He's got like a million timeouts that he still got from the season that he just choose, chose not to use during clutch time. He's going to have all those timeouts in that corner with them and he's going to cry because Eric Spolstra <laughs> is going to make him look silly. So what I, I would not be surprised if Boston took this game just because of that line movement. In fact, where can I get Boston to win game one and the Heat to win the series? Because Ooh. so you so you're you're thinking of the two games, the one for the Heat to steal, you actually like game two better. Game two. I think that is game two where he gets to make the adjustments. Because he of the adjustment thing. What mm. this heat because they this these two teams haven't played in a little while. Like they played two games to start the season in the league, and then they played their last game in January. So that's pre-trade deadline. There's a whole lot of different stuff between these two teams. I don't even think Kevin Love was on the Heat at that point in time. So they're going to need a game to understand who this new Boston team is, who this new Heat team is, and then the adjustment comes. So I really, really like the Heat game 2-1. By the way, Boston to win game one and Miami to win the series is plus 850 on draft. Ooh, okay. I'm enjoying that. Little sharp action, Scott. You seem to be the most rational one on this show. The least emotion, well, especially when uh, talking about in this. Boston. Yeah, when it comes to breaking down the Celtics, how say you as an impartial observer? Game one, what are we looking at? So I feel like it's interesting that once again it's this big of a favorite when they just played last year and it went seven games, and arguably the Celtics were better last year. In my opinion, I think they were a better team last year under Udoka. Now Boston is a team that on the show today I called very pretentious because they think they're better than you. And as a result, they don't try all the time. And that's really why they let inferior teams hang around. We've seen in the first two rounds, there's no way they should have lost that Trey young game with DeJounte Murray out at home. There's no way you should lose that game. And then you had the series against Philly where Embiid was injured for game one and you still somehow blow a double digit lead at home in game one. And then you still make (laughs) the series interesting going down three two. Boston when they need to try might be the best team in the league. The problem is when they don't need to try, they're never going to try. And Miami's consistent effort, I think, could definitely cause some problems for the Celtics in the series. Now, last year, I went pretty heavy on Miami game one because I was going to fade the Celtics off a game seven win against against, uh, Milwaukee the previous series. The problem there was the scheduling spots a bit different this time around than last time around because last year they only had one day off in between game seven and game one, which is a very bad scheduling spot, and that's why I faded Boston. This year, not so much because game one's going to be on Wednesday and game seven was on Sunday. So I'm not that concerned about the rest advantage for Miami because Boston does have a couple of days in between for rest compared to last year. Having said that, I do think eight's a few too many points. I'm going to lean to Miami because once again, Boston, they just won. Is there going to be a little bit of a hangover effect? Like we survived, we pulled off a three, two comeback, and now we're going to cruise a part of me is wondering if there's going to be a bit of a honeymoon phase going to the series going. We just beat this team. We survived against Philly. We know we can beat any team that we want to. 
is there a chance they roll over and Miami sneaks in and make this makes this game interesting? Of course. But Boston late in games, I still don't trust. They did very well in game six to win because Philly scored three points in the final five <laughs> minutes and 56 seconds. And then Philly no showed the second half of game seven. Like, uh, I do think it's a bit concerning that Philly, despite Harden giving them nothing and Embiid giving them nothing, was still winning in the first half for a decent portion of it. Yeah. And then they no showed the entire second half. They're, I'm going to win to Miami. They were Wait. down three in the first half, and we we're talking about in the office, and we go, "Man, what was Doc's uh, halftime adjustments?" Yeah. You go, you lose by like thirty. You're it was down thirty-three th- to ten. They scored ten <laughs> points in the entire third quarter, but that, that's kind of my point. Yeah. Philly, we assumed, and even you did, uh, with Doc Rivers and James Harden to Game Seven, they were a ticking time bomb in those yep. forty-eight minutes. You knew it was going to go wrong at some point. I doubt even you thought Philly was going to win the game in Game Seven after losing Game Six at home. But the point is, Boston, even in that blowout game seven, they still let Philly hang around for a half. And then they finally kicked it up a notch in the second half. It's the lack of consistent effort that gives me a problem taking Boston here. If they win this game by 15, would I be shocked? No, because Boston's a much better team. Boston should win this series in five. Are they going to? Probably not, because I do think they're going to play with their food. I'm going to lean to Miami. If you want to give me the heat as underdogs in the playoffs with a consistent effort with Jimmy Butler and with a lot of veteran presence there in the locker room and Spolster being the best coach in the league, I'm going to take the points. Formula. I think it's hilarious. Go ahead, Terrell. I think it's hilarious that on a show where the two main hosts have never in maybe the, what is, what is this, year 12, 13? Of the show, never took the Cowboys ever. No. Yep. And I am predictable because <laughs> I come on here embracing my hate of Boston sports. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't. Uh, Benny in the YouTube chat saying, "Dude, you're so predictable, straight hater." Uh, Benny, just... we're we're blood. We're <laughs> yes. blood, Benny. You're my blood. Listen, life yeah. is life is all about s- simple systems. Nick Sirianni explained mm-hmm. this to us very. Yeah. Very well. Uh, last year, you should check out his press conference. Look, simple systems here. The Heat's formula for success: steal a game on the road. They've stolen game one in pre- both previous series. I, I, I Let's mean, go. Scott, what's the price on Heat win game one? Heat win series uh, for Heat to win game one and the series that is nine to one. Mm. I, I'm leaning more towards Heat win game one. Boston wins the Ooh. series at around plus four twenty five. Oh, but if you want okay. Heat to do both. Win game one and series is plus nine hundred. Let's fucking go. That I Sean. Mean, all right. So I'm on the internet, right? I'm just I'm trolling around on the old internet, scrolling through Twitter, and what do I see? I see this story about Jimmy Butler, uh, and and how he he's uh, he was offered the number twenty three by Pat Riley. What Pat, the Heat? That number's retired. No, no one no, can wear. No, no one wait, can wear that. No, I'm, no, I, no, no, no. Don't cl- clarify my infographic. Is, is Terrell no, going to fact check right. the show? You I said did. it right, but oh. I just want you to know the amount of suckage that is going on that you retired somebody's jersey <laughs> who never. Yeah, that's true. That is weird. That is weird. That you, please take it out of your. Let me stop. Just please. I, I respect. I somewhat like a forty-two in baseball. Okay, but Michael. If Michael, if, of all that was people, historic. You know, that's more of like a symbol to the actual progression of the league in the yeah. country. But retiring Jordan, like that, that's a Plus little bit versus the Heat. Jordan kind of owned Miami as well. Like he yeah. owned the entire Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, it's a little bit weird. 
So the point being, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, you don't need to hang his, his so, jersey right, so everywhere. So in too. a scenario where no one's allowed to have twenty three for the Heat, when Jimmy Butler shows up, he is offered number twenty three by Pat Riley, a guy who, if there was an NBA Illuminati, he would have the oh information. Oh my god, come on! Uh, yeah. If there's an NBA Skull and Bones, he is like the chapter president. I just right? want to throw out that Michael Jordan averaged thirty in his career <laughs> against the Heat. So I was gonna say he killed on. everybody in the East, but Miami, I remember he was so, special. Yeah, he so owned I, him. You retired somebody's jersey that is soft. who that, gave you, know, you thirty every single time. This yeah. is a fan base that's famous for leaving a game early and trying to get back in, but the doors were locked. Oh, so, that was that was an all time. But and you didn't even you didn't even mention that Pat Riley got owned by Jordan on several teams because he was with the Knicks and then yeah. he got the destroyed by the Knicks yeah. I and mean, the Knicks got destroyed by him all the time. Why is Pat Riley and, looking and now, so they're, now they're skull and bones chairman council members together. Anyway, the point is the story became, wow, Jimmy Butler paid respect to Michael Jordan by saying no and wearing number 22. Mm. What I'm saying is why would Pat Riley of all people offer Jimmy Butler that number? Because Michael Jordan said it'd be cool because it's his kid. Yeah, he passed it along. I mean, at this point, it's fact. We don't even need the X Files. <laughs> yeah, it's music not even a conspiracy this. theory. Michael Jordan's like, they, kid is going to win the There's fucking championship. Should have been a Maury episode by now. Like, even <laughs> yeah, just, not, exactly. oh, come on, the ultimate. Yeah, I mean, just you remember the ratings <laughs> the decision got the 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 Jimmy Butler Michael Jordan paternity test oh, would be must watch. They're TV. holding hands on the stage together. <laughs> don't worry, they're donating the proceeds to the boys. One and day girls they're going to make a commercial about it. It's going to be a joke in a commercial. Oh, one hundred percent. We got some great uh, chatter going in the YouTube chat. Of course, uh, that subscribe button, youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. We're live Sunday to Thursday, 8 30 PM on the West coast, 1130 East uh, Mikey saying ridiculous conference final stats uh, that he got here. Teams that played less games in the first two rounds are on a 16 to one conference final series uh, stretch here. So obviously that would favor Ooh, the heat, heat here baby. Um, okay, a lot. And go. then Let's teams go. that went to a game seven in either of the first two rounds are two and 12 in series when not up against a team that went uh seven. So another no, stat okay. here of uh, favoring, <laughs> favoring Miami for the conference wow. moon off, check it in. Shout oh. out to moon off the machine. Maji new dad. Yeah, Shout out fuck, to dude. moon off. Get back to work. Maybe the kid's up uh, late here looking for some. Uh, yeah, maybe he's maybe he's My looking for some action. My first parlay. Moonoff Moonoff likes Heat in <laughs> six, <laughs> and uh, that's I, I'm I'm surprised, but he's on he's on the Heat as well. Oh yeah, I, I think for list. me the series, I, I'm just not I'm just not taking this um, Celtics team. What do we do? We have the. I mean, I'll I'll take the heat. I already got it earlier when it was four twenty. Oh, nice, nice it's, work. It's Let us know. It's down to four hundred. Nice. See, this is the problem. He doesn't like the process, <laughs> but then he he pulls out the old the old gam the old tout tricks. Oh, you got to you got to brag about your it's all CLV, about your Ryan. process. Well, CLV is a process term. Do we have um, Ryan? Do you have any sort of? Uh, oh, here we go. Series spread. Any thoughts on series spread here? I'm we all got, in on the heat. There's like okay. I. Ladder. I here here's where you know what I, I didn't I don't think I've gotten this off my chest on the Ooh, air either. Heat. So um, hold on, Sean. Real, real. I, no, no. This this uh, the J Jason Tatum was being like discussed as if he was fucking heroic for oh shooting the hero. in the fourth quarter after he <laughs> shucked the entire game. He a, he he dared to dream. One of my personal <laughs> heroes, John Starks, pioneered that tactic of just not. 
Guess what? You know what you can't do if you stop shooting? Make a bucket. I, I want to make fun of him more and the hero narrative, but the Sixers just stopped shooting those were all the, together. So. Those were the softest four three pointers I've ever oh, seen in my fucking not. life. That was the most hot potato. You accidentally threw a couple balls in the fucking hoop. And then for at, to after that, to call yourself one of the greatest players on the planet, you fucking pussy. It was. It did not come off well. That's not to be positive. fair, though. He he did, he did say that he was one of the best players school. in the world, and then he did set the record for most points in that's, a game. Seven. All right, so a, he did back it up <laughs> afterwards. I hated the comments yeah, after the game when he was terrible for the first three quarters. Hey, but B, at least he did back it up in game I, seven. Yeah, and B put up fifty. I'd let him say he's you know dating I just, my mom. My, I mean, come on, you can say whatever you want at that point. My real issue is just how people were like just speaking of the 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 heroic efforts for him to continue to shoot. <laughs> Like Jesus me of the Deion Waiters quote, if you remember it, where he <laughs> yeah. said, "I'd rather go zero for thirty than zero for nine because that means you lost confidence." If you <laughs> at nine. Well, well, do you which is one of my all-time favorite quotes for Deion Waiters. Do you remember stuff. speaking of guys like Deion Waiters? Do you remember what I, Antoine Walker used to say about why he shot so many three pointers? Why is that? They don't got a four point shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> series spread. Sitting about uh, Celtics minus one and a half, minus one ninety five. Heat plus one and a half, plus one six. Seriously, no, seriously, no, 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 no. Like really, seriously. Oh, where's like? Let's be like, let's be honest. Because you saw two and a half with the Hawks. Yeah, you saw two and a half with Heat. Two and a half minus one thirty five. It's two and a half here. At what point? At any point in the playoffs. Has Boston showed you that they are going to lock in for five games and get you out of here where you don't have to worry about the other team winning two? Have they been up more than a margin of one game at all at any point? They were up on Atlanta, I believe, 3 1. And then they lost the DeJounte Murray suspension game. So they're up once, I believe, by multiple games. I mean, which is insane. Insane to lose a game five. Well, first of all, Let's just fade them in game five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they were <laughs> up two nothing against when game five. Let, when game five comes, let's just don't even have a. We're not even going to have a show. We're not going to have a show for game so, five. We're just going right, to say so, you know what to do. What, but I'll, there's I'm no gonna, way. There's let no me way. arrange I, my money. I don't know here. how you feel good yes. about them. So we're taking the heat on the spread. Yep. I think one Plus and a half. Two and a half. Uh, whatever. Whatever you fancy. One and a half or two and a half. It sounds like. Um, but what about the total? Last time we said smash the over five and a half. Are we smashing that again? Scott, I gave out the five and a half over as my best yeah. bet on the show today. Oh, I, once right. again, Terrell hit on it. Boston, if they lock in for five games, will win this series within five games, but they're not going to do that. And you right. mentioned Convinced. Spolstra being the much better coach, which is kind of obvious for everybody to when they break down the series. That's the ultimate equalizer. And I'm not going to overreact to Missoula yelling at the press, asking for adjustments or, you know, asking <laughs> questions. Why don't you ask me this? And then lose the next two games after yelling at the press for not God, making any adjustments. It was there for the taking. Funny, it was there for the taking. Either six. way for the series itself, I'm going to take the series price with Miami, or at least I'm going to take the spread. I am picking Boston to win. I think it's the exact same thing as last year. I still think Boston's the better team by yeah. a decent margin in terms of talent. I got Boston in seven and that pays out a plus four twenty. That's where nice. I'm going to go for an exact score. I Ooh. really just see a rinse and repeat situation with either the Philly series or the Miami series last year where it goes to seven Boston wins in seven in hindsight. They don't care because they're playing in the NBA finals, but we're going to look back on it going. How the hell didn't you win the series in like five <laughs> games? So I'm going to go with Boston in seven. 
Yeah, for me the lock is Heat plus two and a half at minus one thirty-five. Uh, sprinkle a little bit on Heat series game one. I'm on the plus eight and and small sprinkle on the money line. I mean, Terrell made a good point on the adjustments for game two being the game they steal, but I'll, I'll still take game one just because coming off the game seven, the rest disparity, it's not quite as much as it's been in previous, but um, that's where I'm at. Well, Terrell, what, break it down. What do you got series and and your lock for game one there? <laughs> just ladder the heat all the way. <laughs> two and a half yes, minus one thirty five. Plus one and a half. What's that? Plus one sixty-five. Heat for the series four to one. I I mean, just keep doing what we've been doing. Literally, nice. just keep doing what we've been doing, and you're gonna make money. Because Process, guess what? Sean, three and zero so far. Getting up here, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. In fading Boston, actually <laughs> taking their competition in the East seriously. Like they're walking around like they're job rent. Oh, I'm good in the East. And yet, good they're not covering East. the spread. They're not covering the spread at all. What is the thing? Great teams cover. This is not a great team because they cannot cover the spread. So, you know, de- depending on which game it is or anything like that. I, and I've thought about playing around with Boston win game one, Miami wins game two, trying to figure out the order there. Just give me Miami to win the series. Mm-hmm. Like I can absolutely see this coming down to a game seven. And instead of Jimmy Butler taking a pull up three with the chance to win the game and missing this go around, he finds a way to get into his spot, win, win the series, take them to the finals. We see uh the Heat make it back to the finals for the second time in four years. I mean, I just come on. I, there's so many. Re- you, all, you, we, we did so much discussion. And we really didn't highlight too much about the the coaching edge, which is going to be massive. And maybe it doesn't exist in game one, but again, business trip. They steal game one, so give me the plus eight. Not nice size. We'll we'll call it a first half size bet on the Ooh. Heat plus eight. Ooh. We'll go a sprinkle on Heat money line game one. We'll go a very confident football bet on the over five and a half games in the series. Oh, that feels money. Very, yeah, very I, I'm gonna nice. also like, add that to my like, uh, maybe even like a Sunday portfolio. night football like spread strong <laughs> chase bet yeah nice <laughs> chase bet and then yeah uh, I think Scott said earlier Heat win game one Heat win series nine to one let's go let's go all right hey we're gonna head over to the Western Conference uh, before really we quickly do, yes one more Jimmy what Butler do you got? points leader plus one ninety if they win the series it's because he went crazy like okay. he did against Milwaukee well, I, I need to hear if Scott if Scott likes anything like this now. Uh, well, you know, the points leader is either going to be Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler, but I'm assuming it's going to be Butler because of the fact that Miami, their supporting cast has been up better this postseason, kind of a surprise. But you know that if Butler's going to miss the three pointer to lose the series last year, he might take the series, especially uh, personally. It wouldn't shock me if Butler averaged 35 or so. And yes, Tatum dropped 50 in game seven. At least he has a Robin. He has Jalen Brown, who could give you 30. So maybe Robin. Tatum could defer a little bit. <laughs> I think that he's. I think it's. You can make an argument that they're pretty much one A one B. But based on the shot attempts and the I think hierarchy, they're the Wonder Twins. The point is, Tatum's always going to take more shots than Brown. At least, the mo- at least the majority of the time. So I think yes. that the Celtics view Brown as more of a Robin because they don't give him the same amount of shots. But the point is, Brown can give Tatum a bit of a rest here and there. Tatum has an off game, and Brown could give them thirty. They need Butler to average like 34 in the series. So I do think plus 190 makes sense for that bet. I just also accidentally, or not accidentally, bet Jimmy Butler to win NBA Finals MVP at 18 to 1. Oh, wow. 18 to 1, though. Okay. All right. That's all right. Yeah. Cause how Better are they? The heat. 
I mean, they're yeah. not going to win the title, and Butler's not going to win the MVP. So. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That got, seems uh, Jordan pretty, DNA. Air Jordan, get the get those shirts. We got to get those <laughs> shirts going. Uh, all right, hey, before we get to the Western Conference Finals, of course, shout out to Shady Rays. Have you got your Shady Rays? If you haven't, what are you doing, man? These are badass shades. Love my Shady Rays, and got a sweet discount when I use the promo code SGPN, fifty percent off when you order uh, two or more pair. Uh, again, shout out to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom. Shady Rays are coming to you. Maybe you're out there. Uh, you got a throwing another shrimp on the Barbie uh, down there in Australia. Uh, you got some, or I know uh, Barry from the uh, premier league uh, gambling podcast. He's a big barbecue out there uh, in the United kingdom. Again, so many reasons to get these sweet, sweet shades, great loss and replacement policy. They got you covered shadyrays.com promo code SGPN, and then take it over sports gambling podcast.com slash shady for your chance to win. Uh, Shady May, five hundred dollars uh, up for grabs, and of course, also brought to you by Talk of Fi. Having a hard time meeting uh, great people to date? Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over again? It's like my relationship with the Sixers. I, I know every year it's going to be disappointing, disappointing. If only Talk of Fi was there to help me find my perfect match when it comes to uh, my NBA fandom. No, they don't. They don't pair you up with an NBA team, but they pair you up with a great date. Uh, number one match, modern matchmaking service designed to help you. That's right, you listening, watching, achieve relationship success. Maybe you're too busy uh, grinding out your 16 parlay to think about dating. That's why Talkify does the heavy lifting. They got a matchmaker. They ask all the uh, awkward questions ahead of time. 80% of their clients met their person within the first 12 matches. Uh, that is a that's a lead pipe lock if I ever heard one. And uh, Talkify offering our listeners twenty percent off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's Talkify.com slash SGPN for twenty percent off. T a w k i f y dot com slash SGPN. Game one: Lakers at Nuggets. I already got down here on the Nuggets. Love the Nuggets. Ooh. Lay in six. Uh, totals plus two hundred five for the Lakers. Minus two forty five for the Nuggets. Coming back. I. Again, I mean the the Lakers to me feel a little uh, like that was a that was a tough series for them against the Warriors. A lot of running around for the old guys, uh, aka Anthony Davis. Well, who has a body like an old guy? Uh, you know, no, dude, don't make, James. No, no, we don't 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 make fun of CT. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, quick sidebar: I got uh, <laughs> as my hot yoga class was ending today, I got oh, kicked, no. I got kicked in the back of the head. <laughs> I did request Wait, a wheelchair to be taken out. <laughs> no, I, I, it was, I, I mean the blow to the head by this. And now the chick probably weighed like 90 pounds. It is <laughs> Pasadena hot yoga, but she kicked me in the back of the head as she was walking out of class. Wow. Uh, I, I did feel stars, but I, I powered through it. Did right. She, unlike, did, unlike there, Anthony Davis who needed the wheelchair. Out. Was there an apology? Yeah. She said, okay. she said, uh, she said she was sorry. Just imagine like it was the very end of class. They're winding things down. They're like, all right, everyone namaste, <laughs> find your center. And I, you just hear me go fucking Christ, Jesus. She kicked me in the back of the head. It really hurt. Uh, <laughs> Nuggets Lakers. I just think this is uh, again, the Lakers series was way harder on them. Now you're going on the road. That, that first game at elevation mm -hmm. is always a bitch. And um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tough spot for them. 
Uh, my dog Garth's chiming in. Maybe I should go dog. I'm not doing it. I'm taking the Nuggets minus six. I just don't think they can match up with the Jokic Murray combo. And yeah. I've seen a I've seen a fire in the eye of uh, Murray that I haven't seen in any other role players in the playoffs. So I'm all in on the Nuggets minus six. Scott, I'll let you start <laughs> things off. What are you doing game one here? I was gonna say that's a bit of a backhanded compliment, right? Because you just called Murray a role player. I was laughing. Well, non I mean, do you consider Jamal Murray a superstar? I you know, to be a superstar, no, but I think no, he can no. be like superstar a superstar has a yeah, yeah. role. You're right. Role player was way too much shade. I guess I meant like Jesus, Sean. Well, who is who is he's really? A incons- he's an inconsistent star. He is yeah. a star. He's, he's star, a, he's a star, star or something like that. Role player is a bit harsh though. Role player. Because right. then you're then you're grouping him with like Caldwell Pope, and that's just a bit offensive. But yeah, I am gonna link to Denver in game one. They're in altitude. Denver, you know, a lot was made about the altitude and how it's very difficult to play there. And then you assumed like the Utah Jazz, they'd lose a couple home playoff games and it wouldn't matter. No, Denver's dominated at home. They've won every home game so far in the postseason. The Lakers have done a good job, unlike most LeBron teams, of actually winning game one. Historically, LeBron teams yeah. have kind of punted game one and made some adjustments here and there. I'm going to go with Denver in game one. Uh, we didn't talk about the series yet, which I'll get into in a little while. But I do think for game one, I am going to lean to Denver. I think that the Lakers are going to have to experiment a little bit with defensive coverages on Jokic, which is kind of a lose-lose because either he's going to pass the ball for 15 assists or he's going to give you 40. So you got to figure something out. I think Jokic has a masterclass in game one. I saw I got a haircut, so he's ready to go. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Denver minus six. I think they win game one comfortably. The rest of the series, not so much. But we'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah, I do love uh, Jokic when they were asking him, like, what is he going to do uh, between now and when the series start? And he said, uh, hopefully hang out in my pool if the wild, if the weather's warm and watch. I guess he has a friend who owns a horse. Nice. And he was going Italy, to- right? He's going to go to like Milan or something <laughs> and watch some horses. Oh, was I'm he like, going right. there? I, I assumed he was staying in Denver <laughs> watching. I couldn't tell. I, I got to re- I got to pull up that quote. At first glance, I thought he was flying to like Italy to <laughs> hang out with some horses. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. Either way, he's he really sounds like a bit of a- hashtag Dejan's only. <laughs> And he had a, he had another great quote when they were asking him about like, hey, do you uh, the, any takeaways from playing them in the uh, 2020 playoffs or like what did you learn from facing them in 2020? And he goes, to be honest, I don't remember, <laughs> which is just such he's hilarious. amazing. He is. He's just uh, he's he gives great. he gives me Ovechkin vibes. Like if, when when he wins a championship, he's gonna party like Ovechkin. Oh man. He okay. Is so so the exact quote Jokic said, by the way, he said, "I'm probably gonna watch my friend race horses in Italy. Hopefully, it's going to be sunny so I can go outside in the swimming pool." So it's a little bit unclear if he's going to Italy yeah. or if he's just gonna watch his friends with horses in Italy. But there was something involving horse racing involved. And I pool. just imagine so. him in some like suburban pool in Denver <laughs> with a giant like screen. And just y- him just sitting there like yelling at the horses. I I don't know. I flying to Italy during your break just seems like a bit much. But just to watch horses. That's what I guess. Calling, I guess you know? if you're on the if you're on the private jet, you Sean, can, that's you can a DJ move if I've ever seen. Oh man, one hundred percent. It's like Jordan playing thirty six holes and then dominating <laughs> like Antigua in the Olympics. It is hilarious. We've had multiple like Jim McMahon, uh, who is the uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Roenick, just just, she, just sharing stories about <laughs> about. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan just trying to goad them into into big gambling no, more money than they had. No, just that. remember Sean though, it's a hobby. Yeah, yeah. it's a hobby, and hobby. he has fun with it. But not only that, they, like those, all the guys who have told us the Jordan stories, 
they were all telling us in in the context of this guy's the greatest athlete ever. <laughs> and then it's like something completely unrelated to at be athletics, like playing cards or drinking. Yeah. Or <laughs> but Jeremy Roenick said he was better at spades than he was at basketball, which like, is what? just such a crazy <laughs> <laughs> Just so, so uh, crazy. He's a top four. He's a Mount Rushmore <laughs> of spades as well. Uh, all right. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, my, my dog Garth has joined yeah, us. I don't know. He was, he was yes, going nuts yes. there. Wait, uh, so we, Scott's on Denver game one. Who, yes. Terrell, who's Terrell? Who are you on game one? I think I want the Lakers in the points. Oh, whoa. Ooh. Whoa. And it's six I'm enough. Curious. I'm very curious because. I think the level of defense that they're about to see from the Lakers is unlike anything they've seen in the playoffs thus far. Mm, and so it's kind of a lot easier to run away with a game and game one at home when the other team can't get over a hundred points, but where, and you can put up 125 in your sleep, but points in the paint aren't going to be easy to come by in this game with Anthony Davis and uh, Vanderbilt down there going toe to toe with Jokic, going toe to toe with, Aaron Gordon going toe to toe with Jamal Murray when he comes into the paint. Like, I think that I'm definitely going to be on block props, steals and blocks for Vanderbilt, blocks mm. and steals for AD as well. But that's really where I think that there's a little bit of an equalizer. They're going to be looking for their outside shot very early. And if that doesn't fall for them, then this could be a little bit closer of a game than I think some people expect. I'm going to take the Lakers in the points. I think Denver can eke out a win in game one, but I think this is going to be a, a closer, more fun game than we've seen any of Denver's game ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess like to me and you know, no crazy analysis here, but it really depends on Anthony Davis. Like we've seen in the, in the games where they win a lot of times it's Anthony Davis having like a really big impactful game. Now, can uh -huh. he do it game one or is it game two? I kind of think it's going to be game two, like game one's that first game where they get adjusted to the elevation. Game two is maybe where Denver gets a little complacent, and that's where that's where the Lakers get that steal of game two. But um, how how do you see the the series overall shaking out, Scott? Here between Nuggets Lakers. So I do agree with Terrell that I think the Lakers defense is unlike anything that the the Nuggets have seen before because they faced off against Minnesota, who they kind of struggled with as the series went on. And yeah. they faced off against Phoenix, and I think Phoenix had the worst defense of any team in the playoffs. That's a good point. So I'm actually leaning to the Lakers to win the series. Uh, I got them in six personally. Mm. But once again, I do think game one, the Lakers are going to try to experiment more with coverages, and I think that as a result, they're going to struggle. I think they'll figure it out as the series goes on. Now, I'm not saying AD can stop Jokic. I don't know how many better defenders you can find in the league to potentially limit Jokic to some degree. And I'm also, once again, you mentioned uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, as a role player, uh, I don't agree with that, but still, he can be streaky <laughs> at times. So, if you're asking me which duo I trust more in a seven game series, LeBron and AD or Jokic and Murray, I'm probably going to take the group that the group that actually has a title already. Uh, so, oh. I do think that if AD can limit wow. Jokic to let's just say an inefficient type of 35 yeah, yeah, point yeah. game, something like that, do I have much faith in the supporting cast to step up? I'm not sure because the Lakers, in my opinion, have the much better bench. I don't think it's close. I think the Lakers have the probably the best bench of any team left in the playoffs, either them or Boston. But the point is, I do think the bench unit is going to be a serious story here because I do think that the Nuggets, from what we've seen in the playoffs so far, anytime Jokic goes to the bench or most of the time, they get buried. So if Jokic gets into foul trouble guarding AD, if he ends up struggling with overall rim protection because the Nuggets don't really have much rim protection, I think the Lakers have the pieces to win the series. 
Game one, they might sleepwalk through. Maybe they'll experiment, take some notes, make some adjustments for game two. But for this series, I am going to lean to the Lakers in six. You only need one game on the road in that first two. You get that right. one game on the road, and you feel pretty good going forward. So. And the Lakers haven't lost a home game either. So I, I don't know if did you see uh Ham and his uh post game like locker room speech? It was so hilarious because he's on camera, he's doing the speech, and but like LeBron keeps butting in uh, during the mm-hmm. speech and he's like, All right, we played really hard, and then you just hear LeBron in the back, we played our hearts out, man. Okay, and we it was just see, this is what happens when <laughs> hard work and then like LeBron will jump in, meets dedication, meets commitment, and then the and then he's trying to like win the room back, meets dedication and commitment. Like LeBron keeps jumping in. Yeah, uh, boy. <laughs> he kept trying to like clearly like make it clear that hey, it's like Stone Cold. Stone yeah, Cold. he's like, hey, uh, uh, I'm kind of Stone Cold bit with the with the Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, I mean he did that in in when you watch the uh the iconic click of them talking about Golden State where they lost after they lost Game Five, I think it was or yeah, it might have been Game Six actually. And yeah, it was game six after they lost game six and Ty Lue's standing there like, Hey man, that's how you do it. That's anything. And LeBron steps in. They're f-ed up, man. They are f-ed up. They are mentally and they're f-ed up. Like <laughs> he does. Great. That. Kramer, what game one? What are you doing? Uh, well, they've played six home games, the nuggets, and they've yep. only won one of those by less than six against the nuggets mm. in the game five. Deciding- Wait, nuggets against Suns, sorry, Tim, against the, t- yeah, the Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves. Yeah. Oh, in the deciding game five, uh, you know they come out against the Suns, win by eighteen, win by ten. I, I do think, you know, obviously they're they're aware of the elevation, and obviously old guys getting up there. I don't know if they're going to be acclimated right. I, I, again, it just seems like this is a this is an easy one. I I'm kind of with Scott in that maybe maybe we start peeking at the Denver wins game one, Lakers win Ooh. series. Uh-huh. I'll mark it because you know, unfortunately, they are a one-man show. The the difference though, with we 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 pinpointed this with uh, our boy AD. He likes to go every other night. Every other Davis jo- right. Joker every night. Yeah, he's an every night guy. So yeah. he's going hard. Uh, in the and and I've never seen. I don't think he would require a wheelchair if he got hit in the head <laughs> too hard. But I mean, I, I do want to. I was going to say quickly, I do want to point out just a comparison between the series prices and game one for the two series quickly. So the Nuggets are around minus 165. Uh, the Lakers are around plus 140. We mentioned the Celtics being roughly minus 550 and the Heat being four to one. The Celtics are laying eight in game one and the Nuggets are laying six. Yet the series prices are separated by roughly three dollars. Yeah, doesn't that seem a little bit weird? Like, it seems like the books are just anticipating the Lakers to punt game one. <laughs> Does uh, it yeah. feel that way? That no, that I mean, that's certainly what the uh, the All price would suggest. Hear. Let's go. Uh, this is a little in- interesting nugget. You know, Celtics, uh, as you mentioned, huge favorites in the in the series price. Teams listed at minus four hundred or higher to win the series in either the conference finals or NBA finals are twenty eight and two, uh, straight up. Last thirty five years, the losers, uh, Eastern Conference Final, the Cavs were minus seven hundred, lost to the Magic, uh, two thousand four Finals, Lakers. Minus seven hundred loss to the Pistons. So That's a good nugget. You kind of it doesn't make me feel great. I, I like the other nuggets that the chat had about uh, teams who play the least. You know, the, the shorter amount of games showing up for the series. I'm gonna go Denver series and just on the series price. I think it's gonna be. I mean, I like the over on the games. The you don't get as much of a um, 
as as far as like a, a good price on an over five and a half because I think they're expecting it to be a long series. But I'll take Nuggets minus one sixty again. I saw I saw something out of Jamal Murray, former role player, now uh now like r- regarded star. I will say star player Jamal Murray. Okay, I wow. just saw something okay. out of him. Full turnaround. He had a, he had a chip on his shoulder that I liked. Uh, and then man, just that like some of those Jokic like fifty point games. I don't know. I, I just I think the the miles on LeBron and just the metaphoric the not actual miles on you know Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis not a lot of miles on the odometer, but clearly he's a lemon. Um, I I think something is going to happen that they're going to be banged up. The the league. <laughs> Terrell liked that I called the, him a lemon. The the league. As a guy, I've had some bad cars. I've had oh, some lemons. I know. Don't I've buy some don't don't buy a Volkswagen <laughs> Jetta. Is it possible the league is constantly evolving, constantly changing? Mm. Is it possible having too many superstars isn't a plus EV move anymore? Well, I mean, the, the way the Lakers uh, uh, roster to, to Scott's point, like they do have a decent uh, ro- like depth. I think uh, you know you got guys like Austin Reeves showing up and showing up in a big way. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been playing well. I mean, you're getting good minutes from like Rui Hachimura, uh, yeah, Hachimura. Dennis Schroeder, like you got yeah. three guys off. They the have bench like that a decent and yeah. play well for you. And I mean, Denver only has three guys coming off the bench. Like that's the difference between the two th- two benches. You have three guys coming off the bench for them that can play well for the Lakers, and you have only three guys, and one being Christian Braun, who comes in there and literally just gets two fouls and energizes the group, and then they send somebody else back out there. So but you also have Jeff Green as the other one who's if, you're, if you want to talk about older guys with a lot of mileage on the odometer, uh, Jeff Green's been bouncing yeah. around playoff teams as a bench player for a couple of years. I think everybody player. agrees that when we talk about Denver's bench, we're only talking about Bruce Brown, and if it's Bruce really Brown it. Gonna play I, I Brown. Mean, <laughs> like that's it. We're, we're just not talking about hey. the Andre Jordan. I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> Wait, I, I do think to touch on Ryan, to touch on Ryan's point about. Our rosters are constructed. I think the big three era is dead. Yeah. I yes. think that the big two with a lot of depth is the new go to move for NBA teams. So, from that perspective, I don't think you can stack everybody like the Suns, who have basically two players and no bench whatsoever, or three players in some cases. But I think from that perspective, the big three era is over, but you need the big two and at least two or three reliable options off the bench. That's how I look at it. It almost seems specifically you need a you need a big and a and a guard, and you need someone to have a fucking dog in them. Like you need a dog on the team. Cock. That's dog. the biggest problem with the Suns. No dogs. No, no dog. No dogs out there. Uh, all right, uh, wait, Terrell. Wait, did we get your I, I Did we get a, your take on the series? It seems like you're leaning Lakers. If you like Lakers game one, and I don't know if you you I don't think you threw out whether you like them on the money line. You like the points. Where are you at? Uh, do you think they have a chance to win game one? Where are you at with the series? It sounds like we both think, like Lakers in six, right? Mm. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, I didn't say six. I was no. going to say, oh. you think they win game seven on the road or you think it's a yeah. short series? Yeah, I think, no, I think I trust, I trust LeBron James in the game seven. So I mean, LeBron, y'all don't care James. where you give me, you could give me a game seven and Rancho Cucamonga and I'm going to still take LeBron James. <laughs> like I don't, I'm, I like LeBron James in the game seven regardless, but I do like Denver win game one. I think that that is a, while I think that it's going to be a closer game, I can see Denver eking it out at home. Plus the emotional factor is there. You were down three games to one last time you played this team. Like That's really embarrassing. And so there's still, you know, I know that's sitting on Jamal Murray's mind. I'm expecting a big Jamal Murray game tomorrow. I know that's still sitting on Jokic's mind as much as he tries to make it seem like he doesn't remember. You remember being down three games to one Mm -hmm. in the only conference finals you ever made it to. So, uh, 
The AD buzz of like, year three as well. That series was cool. Yeah, was like they like, like he's really he is really cap. Like he is really really <laughs> cap. Talking about I I don't really remember. Yes, you do. So I like Denver to come out here and win game one, whether it be by a lot or a little, and then Lakers to come back and win the series plus three forty. I think that Ooh. that's good for me. And again, I, I thought it with the Warriors series, and it just kind of materialized as somebody different stepped up every single game for the Lakers. They have a lot of guys that are really stepping up for them. And I'm actually like really, really surprised. Like it just doesn't matter. Like you cannot have a Reeves game. You cannot have a D game. Cause you still got Hachimura. You still got Dennis Schroeder who had a really good game that last time. Yeah. Out. You still got Lonnie Walker who had the infamous fourth quarter that everybody's talking about. Oh, I like, forgot about well, We've even talking about Lonnie Walker. Played. But Beasley's also proven he can be a reliable piece at times. They ultimate, ultimate team leader, LeBron James drags mm. a ragtag group of guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, it's just coming to me. It's I just realized, like, what this is the ultimate passing of the baton. It's not Durant. It's Jimmy Butler, son of Michael Jordan, <laughs> catching the baton from LeBron in the finals. That would be, I mean, oh. that would be a, certainly a pretty exciting. They'd be so finals. wet. The executive, the TV executives, <laughs> we get to go to LA and Miami. No, oh, that is full yeah. blown erection. So you I mean, want the exact repeat of the bubble with the Lakers I, facing no, no, off no, against no. the Heat again in the final? For Except the you have a different team winning, but you have the same finals matchup. For the record, I would love nothing more than the dent, like to have the Joker at the highest level be the center of attention that would be better because and also him winning a championship I, like him celebrating like Ovechkin that could be very fun to follow uh, but I I just like the, the idea of, I just like the idea of the two like t- the two massive uh basketball towns of Denver and Miami going head to head in the final <laughs> I that's that would be like if you're asking me gun to my head what's happening here Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> I'm gonna regret going against LeBron. Oh, so you're but taking you're on Nuggets for the series, Ron. I they you, I what, what, they, go what, what do they say about these series? If you they got home court, if they win all their home games, Sean, I, it I, don't fucking matter what happens in yeah, LA. I, I think this will be a good series. I do like Are uh, we going over? Over five and a half. I, I think the juice is minus two ten. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching that. I do like it, but I'm not Minus two ten. That's not that appealing. But I'll I'll go I'll go Nuggets. Uh, just a series price at minus one sixty. I mean, I think it could oh, be okay. seven. I think it could be f- five, six. Like I, wow. I, I don't know. Four like, even. Four, <laughs> three is a possibility. You oh, never wow. know. Oh, you, shouldn't, oh. you shouldn't question yourself about that. Of all the teams that are left, the Nuggets have given you the least problems. Like, yeah, as, no. As of this Nuggets point, have made me a the, lot of money this playoffs. P- picking a NBA team to win in three would would be up there with like uh, with a Phillies Cubs World Series prediction. <laughs> they won't even let me. They won't even let me get in my Nuggets in three. By, by the way, just for the actual series score projections or predictions for odds, Nuggets four three is actually the favorite at plus three forty. Oh wow. really? Okay, wow. that's it. Yeah, see, because I don't so even. I don't even want to mess with like five, six, or seven because I don't know. I I just don't think like. Well, to, as, to, to Scott's point at plus three forty, that that to me like nailing Nuggets in Game Seven at plus so, three forty, that doesn't feel like that. Tempting. Series, yeah, series hasn't started until someone wins on the road. Yeah, neither of these teams have lost at home. So I guess if they just hold serve, Denver Nuggets, baby. 
more Sean Payton and Russ courtside. I'm in for that. Oh man, do they even let? Do they? Jared Stidham's going to be the guy sitting courtside. Oh, Sean, did you see Sean who they Payton's signed? Be- ben DiNucci in Denver, baby. He's starting QB a, controversy. He's starting a game for the Broncos this year. All right, uh, let's close it out with uh, just a lock in your oh, favorite wow. dog. I know. So many picks. Jesus. I know uh, Terrell and and Scott also like a bunch of uh, player props. Make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. These two guys. You also got Lante Moonoff, great crew, and of course, uh, as well, the WNBA Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to that uh, season right around the corner. Uh, plenty of ways to win on the WNBA. This Friday. NBA. Gambling podcast, lock and dog brought to you by Edge Boost. Again, double your bet with no interest. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge for all the details. Kramer, I'll let you, you have the you, honors. You should call the segment for the WNBA gambling podcast the massive edge boost. Okay. You see what I did there? I miss it. Because they're giving out winners. Massive, oh, massive edge, boost. edge. I like that. <laughs> Sharps. Fellow sharps. Um, skip, yeah, just creating products for them. Kramer, what do you got? What's your lock? Lock in your dog? over five and a half games in Miami, Boston. Oh, that just is maximum football yeah. size bet on that. And dog, Heat win game one. Heat win series nine to one. Ooh, okay. Ship it for me. Lock. I'm gonna just go uh, Miami plus two and a half games at minus one thirty five. That just, that, I, I just. Can't imagine a world where they get completely. We gotta get Jimmy Butler on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, come on, he seems like uh, we gotta ask him directly. Like seriously, do you like? Are are you? Do you know off the record that you're Michael Jordan's kid and that you're just keeping it secret so everyone can be have conspiracy theories about it? And uh, in honor of Moonoff and his new fatherhood, oh. he gave out he gave out Heat in six. Yep. I'm seeing that at eleven to one, twelve to one. I'm going to use that as my long shot dog. So give me Heat in six, get it done, win in four two. Scott, what do you got? Give me a lock and a dog you like for the conference finals. All right. Uh, so for the lock, I'm going to join Kramer here. I'm going to yeah. go with the over five and a half games. Oh, I, I mean, gave that earlier on the show, but same thing is basically Heat plus two and a half. Yeah, really I see it being a longer series. Boston, once again, I think they're the better team, but they've been the better team in the first two rounds, and yet they found themselves in dangerous waters because they don't try all the time. (laughs) And I feel like that's a bit of a problem when you're against a Miami team that's basically like a bunch of zombies. They just don't go away. So I'm going to go with the over five and a half uh, for the games there as my series lock. For my long shot dog, I actually talked about it earlier on the show, the NBA show with Adam, who we had on as a guest. I'm going to go with Al Horford to be the leading rebounder in the Celtics series at 30 to one on really? that GM. Uh, he averaged 10 rebounds per game in the series last year. He got a lot of minutes, no matter how bad his three point shot looked in the last series against Philly and defensively, he was very good against Embiid. So I can't see him getting minutes defensively because he might be guarding out of bio, but 30 to one for what could be a starting center. Rob Williams had some injuries. His, his minutes have been kind of all over the place. I like 30 to one for Horford to lead the series in rebounding. I'm going to go off the grid on a prop that I didn't mention yet on the entire show as my long shot dog there at 30 to one. Oh dude. I love that. That's a great prop. Um, and yeah, to your point, like there's, there's a million ways that that could happen. And yeah, to your point, like a starting center, 30 to Pretty one, much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know. And they've played around with lineup stuff too. Like what if Horford starts hitting a couple threes, like you could see his minutes. It's very diabolical. I like. It. I, I Even love if it. he doesn't, he's just a veteran leader. It seems like Missoula trusts him as being an anchor of the team's defense. 
I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. So I yeah, no, he, to one. And he was I mean, trying. He was out there trying hard. I mean, he got an Embiid's head. He was clearly rattling him. He has that playoff experience. Uh, I who, mean, uh, thirty to one's crazy. Who is older, Al Horford or Adrian Peterson? Oh, that's man. a good question. <laughs> okay. It has to um, be. It has to be Adrian on, Peterson. No, I, it might actually be Al Horford. I think it's I, I think it's Peterson. Horford's like thirty eight, isn't he? Peterson is he came out in two thousand seven, same year as Al Hor- Horford, but obviously playing a couple extra years in college. Yeah, football. Damn he's thirty. He's okay. thirty eight. Mm. I had two set. I had two thousand seven in my mind. I thought Horford left for the NBA in like oh eight or oh nine. That's that's on me. Uh, first third pick in the in the two thousand seven draft. Although Ter- he did play in college for a number of years as well for for Florida. Terrell, how say you give us a lock and a dog? I tried not to just be the Miami Heat podcast today, but <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it's all right. I mean, I'm going with my ladder. My ladder has made me profitable in the playoffs thus far. I'm not going to change it. Heat plus two and a half, Heat plus one and a half, sprinkle on the Heat for the money line for the series. It's been, it's been working for me. I'm going to keep going with it. For my long shot, DGEN bet. For the series, will there be a buzzer beater in the Miami <laughs> Heat Boston series, thirty to one? Oh wow! You really dug that one. Air out. Jordan, let's go! Love that, love it. Uh, just just if you're into if you're into drama, okay. and you want that baton toss prop, <laughs> you want to take advantage of it. Uh, you could. I'm seeing Miami Heat to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Exact result is 42 to one. Ooh, okay, all right. Could see that. Hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I still like I still like Nuggets. But I'm that, doing I math think that's that's that price. I'm I'm trying to figure out if that's price correctly. Well, well the Heat right now to win the title are what like 14 to one, 11, Four, to yeah, one. So 15 to one. Call and, it. And so you'd also be getting Lake parlaying that with Lakers to win the West, which is they're what plus one plus one forty, give or take. Four. But then okay, you're also so, so you're basically having a three pick parlay on the series prices: the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and the final. Lakers will be favored in the finals, probably. Uh, honestly, my odds are saying it should be about thirty six to one. So mm-hmm. at forty two to one, there would be value. There. Right? Okay. Sounds like you're pretty uh, pretty sharp uh, over there. <laughs> it looks like we did it again, Sean. We did it again. Okay. Uh, couldn't have done it without our good buddies, Terrell Furman. Yes. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Really rel double underscore and of course Scott Reichel at Reichel Radio. Follow those guys. Subscribe to all the awesome podcasts they do on the Sports Given Podcast Network, uh, NBA uh, podcast, WNBA gambling tennis? podcast, NFL gambling podcast, tennis gambling podcast. We got it all. Smash! That subscribe button. Toss us a nice five star rating review. Always uh, tossing away some gift cards for some great reviewers. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second Money Green, and he is Ryan. More superstars than role players. Kramer, let it ride.